following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. What's up? Welcome into Talkin' Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. I am Rob Phillips, hosting for Bill Jones. Across the table, as always, my good friend Brian Broaddus. Good should morning, we, sir. Should we, should we try and get all our questions in before Mickey comes rolling in? Start playing the game? <laughs> Just start playing right now. Because he doesn't want to play. M- right? Mickey, Mickey hates my games. I'm sorry, Mickey hates my games. I just, I just, you know, I think it's fun. I think you try and, you know, not holding anybody all to this. You just kind of give an opinion on it and move on. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do a little bit of that. And uh, at some point, that chair will be filled. Right yeah. now, it's empty. There he comes. Oh, and there he is. Yeah. Grand entrance. Yeah. A grand entrance. Kent Garrison next door producing as always. And uh, it's a practice day for your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. On a Wednesday. It's also Redskins week. When did you write that book on the Redskins, Mickey? Uh, 1997. 97. Yeah. Matchups you did? Something like that? We did. Uh, uh, the great rivalry. 20 so- best games in Cowboy Redskin history. 10 for each. 10 wins for each team. Wow. Okay. But you, you did the research. Didn't you interview the guy one time when we were at Valley Ranch? We interviewed the guy you wrote, you co-wrote that with, right? David Elfin? Yeah, he's a Washington Post guy? He was a Washington Times guy. Times guy. And of course, the way newspapers have gone, he's been long yeah. gone from there also. Yeah. So the Redskins seem to be trying to revive the rivalry from what I've seen. This is, they've already put a big banner when you walk into their uh, practice facility, and it's got big, bold letters, and it says, Cowboys Week. And that's what it used to be called in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, George Allen. And now they're they're doing a a promotion because they haven't had a sellout at that stadium in, like, forever. Right. And so they're trying to sell it out. So they're doing a promotion out there. If you have some sort of mean tweet or something, you get four free tickets. And they're going to have a concert outside beforehand with some country band called Low Cash. Yeah. All capital letters, by the way. Nice. Okay. Uh, and then uh, they're tweeting out uh, hashtag Beat Cowboys. Huh. It's Burgundy Week, by the way. Burgundy Week. So the Cowboys better Ron get ready. Burgundy Week. This is Redskins <laughs> Week here, by golly. You know, it's kind of a big deal around here. You know, it's Mickey's right, though. You watch their tape. There's a lot of yellow seats. When you see those home games, well, you know what they did too is they took out that that, that Top far air, yeah. upper deck. They yeah. took they, they didn't block it off. They took the seats out. Yeah, and they were going to sell standing room only, kind of the way the Cowboys had. Right. Mm-hmm. But theirs are at the top of the stadium, and I don't know if they ever did it because I would be scared to stand up there. You know, it's funny about that game though. When you when I used to make the trips with you guys, that it, it always seemed like there were a lot of Cowboy fans at those games. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean that. that the, I went back and watched the Romo pass to Demarco Murray and the crowd. You know, the fourth down play, the crowd was incredibly loud. And then when Murray scored, it was like, oh yeah, it was like a home game. I mean, I remember standing on the sideline. I forgot because we were all at the one. We were all at one end of the field. Murray had scored at the far end, the far corner. 
And that was one of those disastrous, oh, you, you try and run a play and you lose 10, you know, when it's, so it's second or fourth and goal on the, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not on the goal line. And so, but we were, I just remember how the crowd reacted. And then I went back and watched it again. I'm like, gosh, I forgot how. I remembered it, and then I forgot, then I remembered again. I'm like, man, there's a lot of Cowboy fans that show up there at that that, uh, FedEx field. I've been doing this show in some capacity, starting with the kids' table, since like 04. Hey, I saw— Since the inception, huh? I I saw a show last night, and they had some guy helping out with whatever the lead guy was, and the girl was at the kids' table. Yeah? Yeah. It was in a different spot. Did she look ridiculous as I did back then? No, this I don't was, think you looked ridiculous. This oh, was, you had you haven't seen. I, she did, had I went back and watched a little of those shows you guys. You did. found those? Oh no, they, you could get them. YouTube is the great uh, <laughs> oh, is God. the great time. She machine. had her own booth yeah. and it was raised up high. And who's ever hosting the deal was standing up, and then they would have a guest, and the guest would come walking up uh, onto the stage. Well, that's more. Yeah, I yeah. was in this like dark corner anyway. But it made me think of the kids' table. Yeah, it was a kids' table, and like it's been this way since we started the show. Like. There's a lot of people that call in and email us from Maryland, oh, yes. Virginia, Nebby and Silver Spring, right. Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Right. I don't know if it's a rebellion against your parents two or reasons. Redskins fans or what, but there's a lot of Cowboys fans. I'll give you area. two reasons. One, when the Cowboys uh, and Tech Schramm, Tech Schramm were, yeah. were uh, developing their radio network, he, bought a, he got a station on their network in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Yeah. And so people got a chance to hear the Cowboy games all the time. Right. And they developed fans. The second thing that happened was when Lyndon Johnson took office as the vice president and then became the president after Kennedy was uh, uh, assassinated, all these people from Texas had to come and work in Washington, D.C. Right. So it was like a bunch of Cowboy fans were implanted in Washington, D.C. You know, some of them might have stayed. Some of them— develop friendships and they became cowboy fans so that's kind of how it started back in uh as early as 1960 when they first started it's 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 always been fascinating to me too that that they've even when they realignment when all that was going on the cowboys were just adamant about not moving they're like no we're gonna we're still gonna play philadelphia new york washington your major cities. I mean, major. you're playing in the nation's capital, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, they're, they're, everybody's like, "Oh, we want to be closer, you know, geographical locations, mm-hmm. rivals." Yeah. Dallas is like, "No, no, we're going to keep playing the Redskins. We're going to keep playing the Giants and keep playing the Eagles." And they, actually, I mean, when you think about a comfort standpoint, eh. logistically, those are long road trips. It's, oh, sure, it's, they it's are. It's actually harder on you than it yeah. is if you're going to oh, they, Arizona. Back in the day, you know. they got rid of St. Louis, and then St. Louis goes to Arizona, and they're like, "Ah, they're gonna we're gonna put them in the West." Okay, fine. We, we didn't do, there was no fight to move <laughs> from, from St. Louis. You know, there was no fight. I mean, they, but yeah, they'll fight you on. You know, it's important for the Cowboys to have that that uh, that presence in that part of the country. I think it's a shame, though, that I bet majority of these people on the team now have no idea. No, they don't. What it used to be like? What no. it used to be like or what it is like still with the fans in Washington. Yeah. They they still get fired up and they still hate the Cowboys. Right. And they're still that, you know, it was, I don't know, several years ago, uh, Keller and I were out in Georgetown and we were watching a game on, I think they were playing a Monday night game. So we were somewhere watching a game on Sunday night. 
and there was some guy there, and he found out where we what we did and everything, and he still was bitter about the Clint Longley game on Thanksgiving. Yeah, he said, "You know what?" Early. He goes. I couldn't eat my Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. I was sick to my... And he was probably yeah. at that time a teenager, yeah. right? 1974. Ruined my Thanksgiving, yeah. and he was still bitter. Biggest mistake you've ever made as a sports fan? Oh, yeah. Leave it I early? I was 11 years old. My, my, my family had tickets. Like I said, my, I went to the game with my grandmother and left the game early. When, when Staubach got knocked out, we went to the Morton's Food, and we were in the restaurant business, my family. And went to Morton's Foods, had a bus that used to take us and drop us off right next to the gate. So as part of buying their product, we got to ride this bus every home game. Great service. And so, you know, we left early. My grandmother and I were sitting in the bus, and nobody's in the bus. And everybody comes storming on. Everybody's yelling, cheering, and all that. I'm like, well, what happened? And, you know, Clint <laughs> so the bus didn't leave for no, you. No, you had to no, wait till the no, game was the over. Bus, the bus, it, it, it was a city, a Dallas city bus. One of those Dallas city bus. Not the yellow ones, but remember the old back yeah, in the day? Yeah, when you had to sit they sideways. They were like green. And right? all, yeah, okay. So they had this bus, and Morton's Food had a, a bar on it and food and all that. So all the people that they, you know, that bought product from them got to ride this bus. And these people came back. I'll never forget that. 11 years old, sitting there, and those people, yeah, we won. They put Clint Longley in, and he threw it. <laughs> and I looked at my grandmother, and she says, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, from that point on, I never left a sporting event early. No I mean, matter it, traffic, nothing. No matter what, I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it. Because of, because of that that right there, 11, here I am, 54 years old now, and I, I remember that like it was yesterday. But, you know, I was going to ask you guys, uh, you know, as far as NFC sports hate rivals, what 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 an NFC East team do you dislike the most? Sports hate, sports hate of the three options. Of the three options, Giants, Eagles, or Redskins. Yeah, Mick, and see, Mickey one? brought up, and the reason why I want to ask that is because Mickey brought up that point. Of, see, I grew up n- not liking the Redskins at all because we we being a fan own the Eagles, we own the Giants. The Redskins were a whole different thing. So I, I wonder if sports hate the, the older crowd still hates the Redskins, but then the younger crowd is like Eagles. Oh, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, and you know, and the reason it started was you know even though the Cowboys were bad when yeah. they first began in the '60s, the Redskins were as bad. Right, and they didn't get good until the early '70s. Yeah, George Allen when came George rolling, Allen came got there. In there, yeah, and so all of a sudden the Redskins were taking away something that I think the Cowboys thought was their inalienable right to win the NFC East every year. Right, and they beat them a couple years, then they beat them in the playoffs that one year, oh, yeah. and then this thing really. Cranked yeah. up, yeah. You know, before it was just kind of a fan thing, and then right. it became a player thing. It became personal. It and really, think about yeah. it: you had the same players playing each other twice right. a year. Forever, it, there was no free agency, right. so you played the same guys ten years. You, you go go ask Roger Staubach; he'll still get fired up. Yeah, he'll still get mad about them knocking out of the knocking them out of that seventy four Thanksgiving game because yeah. they said they were going to do it and yeah. they did it. Yeah, and said you know that's all we got to do because that's all they got and we'll beat them. Yeah, the league encouraged you to talk poorly about the other team and try and knock their players out. It's like pro wrestling. And then and then we get the bounty bowls and stuff like that where well we don't we shouldn't go out we should be hunting players you know <laughs> but it, back then I mean yeah the newspaper guys the stories back and forth between Washington and Dallas and you didn't have ESPN. 
ESPN and all these people that interviews Mike's in the face. I mean, what you were hearing was what you were reading. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what you saw, and you know, that's and 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 actually, you know, that and tonight, by the way, we'll get into it because. Our guest on the Legends show is, is is Dennis Thurman, yeah. who was right in the middle oh, of the deal in the late seventies <laughs> and through the eighties. Yeah. And you know, and, and in eighty five, they became Thurman's thieves because they had so many interceptions. Right. Well, the first game of the year, the opener was against Washington on a Sunday night, a well, Monday night game, and it was Joe Theismann's birthday. Yeah, and they picked him. I think it was f- either four or five times, and by time the fifth pick, and they took him out. The whole place stood up and started singing "Happy Birthday" to, to Theismann, to Theismann yeah. and they would call him Joey. It wasn't yeah. Joe; it was "Happy Birthday, Joey," mm. yeah. and and it was amazing. And oh, I'm sure Dennis remembers that vividly. Sports fandom was. I hate to be back in the day. No, I love I love back in the day. You know the fun thing was back then covering those games at RFK is that place moved. You could take the shake. you could take the metro. Yeah, and, and and it would drop you off like two, two and a half, three blocks from the stadium. So you're walking through all oh, the fans, the crowd. and they're getting jacked up for the game, and yeah. they're selling their Cowboys suck T-shirts, <laughs> and, and and also there was some with uh, not an S in front yeah, of the yeah. UCK, yeah. and and it was just unbelievable. It was like you got as a writer, you got ready for the game. It's oh, yeah. like oh, something really important's getting ready to yeah, happen. Absolutely, here. and I think you nailed it because. Roster turnover, the parity now, the salary cap, the, the rosters change so much that there's not that contempt bred by familiarity. Yeah, you don't have you know? the John Riggins and Joe Theismans and yeah. Art Monks and and then way back in the day, you know, like the Jack Pardees and the you know, Pat Fishers. And, I mean, these are all guys I grew up just despising. <laughs> I Really. I mean, I see those guys. I see Sonny Jurgensen like, you know, he was, I don't know, I think he's still doing the games. I think, I, I, he, I, I, yeah. I think he is. But I see Sonny Jurgensen. I saw him in a press box one time in Buffalo. And I went up to him and I said, Mr. Jurgis, I introduced myself. He said, oh, yeah, he had a cigar hanging out of the corner of his mouth. And, and I just sat there for like 30 minutes. We're talking about the rivalry. And he was telling stories that were just, you know, and, and, I, and again, I know fans today are kind of going, ah, oh, shut up, Broadus. But for a kid growing up in that era, you know, it's like the guy who grows up in New York City that's a Yankee fan that gets to talk to Mickey Mantle or gets to talk to Whitey Ford or yeah. gets to talk to those great, you know, players back then. I mean that that that's that's how I grew up. That's how I got you know into involved with football because of the rivalries with the Redskins and like that. Here's how it's changed. I know because since I've started covering this team, the closest thing I can think of to a really bitter rivalry yeah. within the division. And tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe ten years ago with the Giants, with Brandon Jacobs, and you know he yeah. would he would talk every week and yeah. try to get Creighton and those guys yeah. fired up. That's the closest thing I can think of. And now it's kind of maybe it's shifting to Philly. And with Philly, it's it's about their fans as much as anything. Yeah. You know, see, I, that's, I, I that's worked there for like, a year. I kind of appreciate the Philly fan because I, I, I lived there for a year and worked there. They're great fans, but they're not, you know, you yeah. want to take them oh, home no, tomorrow, Yeah, no, you know? exactly. It's it's tough. But my, my sports hatred for Washington Redskins is still intense. It still is intense. You know, even I mean, I, I again, I, I when the, when we, I wish we still played at that old RFK because that, that those I miss those places. I miss seeing. I would probably go on road trips if we still played at places like that. 
I really would. Now, Mickey will tell you he had to hide around a corner to look through a little uh, – to watch a game. He got thrown outside, and he had to look through a little narrow crack to see the field. Am I right about that, Mickey? No, that – actually, that was in St. Louis. Okay, well, at, I thought it was – But at, at RFK, the press box was basically – open air we were covered yeah, yeah. by the overhang of right. the stands but it was open air so if it was oh yeah you bundled 20 up. degrees yeah. outside you're, typing, you're sitting out there and away. it's what really you... hard to type with gloves on <laughs> yeah. and then you would go in this little room where they'd serve you food before the game yeah. halftime and the heat would be on to like 95 degrees yeah. so choose Choose your poison. Yeah. <laughs> Freeze or sweat to death while you were writing. Yeah. And there was no room there. I remember vividly when they won their one game in 1989. It was the ninth game of the season. Yeah. They were 8-0 or were they 0-8 or 0-9. And it was a Sunday night game for some godforsaken reason. <laughs> and I was sitting. It was so crowded in the press box. I had to sit like sideways with my left shoulder forward because Blackie Sherrod was yeah, next to me, yeah. and he was basically in my lap. Yeah, and it was like and he one wasn't going to move. And it was like one of those folding <laughs> chairs, move. one of those wooden folding chairs yeah. they used to have at the VFW. Yeah, you know. And yeah. it was like seriously, the old you know? Metrodome is kind of like that, but that sounds worse. And you know what? Oh, and, and I got to give Skip Bayless credit. He came up with the greatest name for RFK. Rickety field for knuckleheads. That's it. Wow. And, it, and he was right. Yeah, he was right. Those people were, were crazy. So you're saying sports writers were tougher back in the day, too? Uh, yes, they were. It was a tougher time. You had to carry your typewriter. Yeah. You had to carry right. your typewriter you up the stairs. no email to file your story. No. Right? You had to dictate it over the phone. No, him and Gary a... Myers almost got in a fight over a telephone <laughs> one time, right? It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was quite an experience. You know, when you're going through it, you look at it as a hardship. Yeah. And when you think back and you go, that was pretty damn I, cool. I, I miss those days. I mean, I, I would if I was that, if I was a reporter, I would have missed those days of like, you know, kind of just getting in the middle of everybody. You know, I, I, my favorite movie is uh, Eight Men Out, you know. Great movie. And so I'm like riding the train with the players and drinking and smoking. Cigars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why yeah. not? You why know, not? I've got a book of stories, but the, the, the two that stand out the most had to do with Harvey Martin. Yeah. Um, they were playing. Of honor. They were playing up there one year, and, and you had to go through the, the uh, dugout to go into the locker room. So yeah. you had to, you were really close to the fans. And uh, b- before the week, bef- the week of one of the games, they were playing at yeah. RFK. Story came out that uh, Harvey had to file for bankruptcy, right? Yeah. So he tells me the story that he goes, "Yeah, he goes after the game. You know, we we got beat." And no, he goes, "I was going in after warmups." And he goes, "I'm going into the dugout, and all of a sudden I hear this. Something's hitting me in the helmet. He's like, ping, 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 and they were throwing like." coins at him yeah. and some guy yells out hey harv do you need a loan oh gee and they were throwing mm. them change and one year they were going in after the game they won yeah and somebody cracked a, a beer bottle over I, I i don't i think it was charlie waters helmet Jeez. and and God. yeah randy white was walking with him harvey and cliff and 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 Randy or or Harvey looked and says, "All right, let's go." And yeah. they went into the stands and beat the snot out of the guy. No way. Oh yeah. My last real quick Harvey Martin story is there was they someone put a wreath. Oh, I know this and, one. And, yes. he, and he he opened the Redskins dressing room door and threw the wreath. It's like a funeral wreath. A funeral yeah. wreath. Yeah. Into, they into, sent it. In, they sent it to him. It was seventy nine. Yeah. 
and it was the game here <laughs> at Texas Stadium. And the winner, Thomas. <laughs> the winner was going to win the NFC East. The yeah. loser was not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And about midweek, this wreath, it was a funeral wreath, wreath. shows up at their practice facility. Yeah. And it has a sign on there, right. you know, you Cowboys, you're dead or whatever, something like that. So they kept it. And, and, and on Saturday, somebody said, Harv, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. He goes, oh, I don't know. And he yeah. goes, why don't you bring it with you? Yeah. You know, bring it to the stadium. So they had it in the locker room. And they won, uh-huh. and there's a picture of Harvey in his uniform, full pack, helmet, helmet on, everything, carrying everything. the wreath, yeah. and he's going up the tunnel at yeah. Texas Stadium where the visitors were. Yeah. And a lot of the guys didn't even know where that tunnel was; right. they had no idea. And he opens the door and throws it in there, <laughs> and it's like, "Take that! We're not mm-hmm. dead!" And they were in the middle; they were all kneeling in the <laughs> middle of their post-game prayer. Oh my God! <laughs> Chuck's a wreath. <laughs> Where are those days? Where are those days? I love bits. I do. That's, and, that's, and, that's WWE style. And, and, and you know, the, the, bring that back. One of the reporters at the Washington Post, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it was weeks later or years later, researched it and found out that it was really a cowboy fan that purchased yeah. the wreath and sent it to him as incentive. Yeah. And when I told Harvey about the story, I found he goes, "I don't believe that. I know it was a Redskins fan sending yeah. that." Of course, <laughs> sports hate. Sports hate. There's nothing like good sports hate. Gotta love man. sports hate. We'll try to try to rekindle that a little bit today. That yeah. was good. Here's that was the good. Wreath on the screen there. Yeah. You wanna look? Oh, there we go. Oh, there it is. oh Kent, you're great the man. job, Kent. Way to go. If Kent. you're watching along with us today, and I hope maybe if you're listening, go back and look at us. But Kent's got it. Got it right there. Oh, I wish you. I would have. I didn't know we'd get into Great this. Thanks to FivePointsBlue.com for that. Yeah. I could have brought my book down because we have a black and white picture of yeah. that in the book. Good bring, job. It, uh, bring it tomorrow or Friday. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll do it Fan Friday. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, 888-855-2297 is the number. I enjoy that kind of talk. I'm Love it. probably yeah. driving folks nuts. No, but that's, I, I relived a little bit let's there. Let's get everybody fired up for this rivalry. Absolutely. It's rekindled this week, I this do. Sunday. I sports hate the Redskins. Hey. A lot of fans out there do, and a lot of fans probably up there in Redskin country do yeah. as well. So, yeah. all right, Brian, you got some tough questions for us I coming up. I got some up. questions. I don't know if they're tough. I got some questions. All right, we'll you. get to those out of the break, and before we get out of here over the next hour, we will uh, talk a little bit about this Redskins defense and Be the good. challenge they yeah. present the Absolutely. Dallas offense. But uh, we'll get to Brian's tough questions next on Talking Cowboys. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit. 
just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean, fish living there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Tommy John gives you the feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles the boys. Of course. With over 3 million pairs sold, we've put the hustle, we've put in the hustle to make sure (laughs) you're nestled. Golly. I gave you the shortest one. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Very good. That's different than Get Jack Black. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got that one coming up, too. I know, and you know where I left it? On my desk after I went to the trouble of getting it, printing it, laminating it, and then I left it on my desk. That's okay, man. Tomorrow's another day. I'm right there with you. (laughs) Tomorrow's another day. I'm right there with you. I like it when you wing it anyway. All right, welcome back to Talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We're here for the next 30-odd minutes. Cowboys return to practice today. Uh, Jason Garrett will be live at 10.35 Central Time right after this show. But as we start segment two, Brian, you got a little game for us today. I always like to ask a few questions. And as Mickey always asks me, I need to answer the question as well. And that's important. And I I do agree with him on that. And my first question for you guys are, are you surprised how smoothly the defense has played without Sean Lee? Yes. Um, I, I thought they were better prepared to absorb his loss, but I was worried not so much from a talent standpoint because I think we kind of got a taste of what Jalen Smith was going to be this year. Wasn't totally so- sold from the beginning on Leighton Vander Esch. Figured he'd need yeah. some time. Sure. But I was worried more about how organized they would be. Who yeah. would be the guy that gets Boy, you're him nailing set it up? right now. And, and uh, you know, and, and diagnose the plays. Yeah. And surprisingly, Vanderess seems to diagnose plays. He's got some of that Instinct. Sean Lee yeah, sure sixth does. sense out there. Sure does. Uh, so yeah, I think that uh, I think they've absorbed his loss better than I, I expected. Seeing that they lost ten of eleven over the previous three years, when either he didn't play or didn't finish a game because of injury. Yeah. I w- I'm surprised at how they really haven't seemed to miss a beat. It's a good answer, Mickey, by the way. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I'm not that surprised that they've still been able to function well, uh, but the level they've continued to play at has been surprising. Yeah. Because, they, I mean, this was a dominant effort last week. And really, I mean, when you look at the numbers, what they're doing. It seems like they've I mean, gotten better. Y- yes. I mean, uh, not not without, but but the the things that we thought that were like, okay, this is like Mickey said, instinctually, how are things going to go? Are they going to be able to communicate? Are they going to be able to line up? Are they going to be able to make plays? It seems like every week 
that they've gotten better. And, and I don't think it's lack of Sean Lee. I just think the I think the linebackers have gotten better. Yeah, I didn't worry as much as some people did about the communication part of it right. because Jalen Smith's been in this defense a couple years now. Even when he wasn't playing, he's been around it. Uh, you've got Chris Richard, who's a good coach, as that passing game coordinator to kind of marry the back end with the front seven. Um, but Van Der Esch is the one who surprised me the most. And I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I didn't think he would be this good this early given yeah. the time that he missed in preseason. Yeah. And he's you, been you, outstanding. We were talking about that last <laughs> night at happy hour. Yeah. That, that okay, that if with Van Der Esch, with the time he missed in the OTAs and then in the training camp, you're thinking, oh, is this a setback? Is this going to be a huge setback? But I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying there. I, I, I was just – I was like Mickey. I was worried about, okay, who is going to hold things together? Remember, I was the one screaming for a trade for Earl Thomas because I was worried with Sean Lee going out, who was going to hold the defense together? You know, I, I was thinking, okay, if you got Earl Thomas, then Earl Thomas can be the glue if Sean Lee somehow misses three games. Yep. Who's going to be the glue? Little did I know, the glue has been the play. Of them, it hasn't been the leadership. It's been the it's been the play of the front seven. It's been the play of the secondary. You know the way they've been able to hold up. So, yeah, I, I you know I count me as count me as surprised. That it's gone as smoothly as it has. And the overall talent on the defense is better than it was last year. These guys from last year, the rookies, are yeah. a year older. Yeah. This is the deepest defensive line now that I can remember since Rod has been the defensive coordinator. And it should only get better as long as David Irving is on the field and right. engaged and all that stuff. Probably going to miss today, right? We're going to get a David Irving report. Mickey, you know what know about he that yet, said? He said after the game that he thought he would get back here in time for practice. Okay, so this is a local, yes, local. Yeah, thing we're doing and, okay. And, and and he said something about thank first you, Judge, thing, for working early first thing in the morning, <laughs> like eight or nine o'clock. Oh, and so he thought he'd be here. He said it in the locker room after the game. Now, Vote for that, who, Judge. Who knows? Because yeah. you know how courts go. Yeah, absolutely. Things get delayed go or their own extended. Speed. Yes. Okay. You know, and one other thing on this leadership thing before you yeah. go to the next one, uh, I think a guy that has somewhat emerged has been Jeff Heath. Yeah. That's that's a good point too. He, he seems to kind of be calming back calming, there. Calming, not not a rah rah guy, right. but just kind of knowing what's going on right. and, and helping those other young guys out. Yeah, uh, and, and even in the locker room, you know, he's been a little bit. Well, people have asked him questions, but he's yeah. more outspoken. Like yeah. he'll, he'll he's a quiet guy. He'll yeah. give you some information. He'll knock you now out, if but you, he's if quiet. You listen, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that tackle he made yeah. last Sunday. Oof. Holy cow! Yeah, he will make some plays. Okay, my next uh, question for you guys is the player that has been quiet early but is due to break out in the second half here. You have somebody in mind that has been a little quiet and then all of a sudden, though, you're feeling like, okay, this guy's going to have that to, you know, carry you through a few games. You're chuckling, Mick. I know, because it's the same answer I come up with every week. Is it, this guy is going to bust out, and it's Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. I, I was kind of thinking you were going to go that direction. But, it, you know, Gallup. If he gets the chance. That's what I'm saying. I, I keep asking, and Mickey, I see you keep asking him, asking in, you know, the audience, hey, give him a chance. Give him a chance. And I, I'm waiting for him to be that guy. I think I agree with Mickey again. I think he's the guy that needs to be the – I think he needs to be – 
you know, take it to him a little more. Just, mm-hmm. just go ahead and trust him a little more. Try and, you know, you get it, you get him going early in that game, and I'm sure somebody will say, well, Broadus, he ran the route, it clanged off his hands, you know, da 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 da. I get that, but I, I'm, I just think there's too much talent there. Yeah, I just think there's too much talent there. You know, let me ask you this: What we've seen about how about Taco? I, w- I mean, it's a tough matchup this week against Trent Williams. Let's not. I mean, when we get into that, when the Redskins offense, it's not going to be easy for him to have to deal. But what about a guy like Taco? He's one the guy Malik Collins. I was going to go with Malik second. Got his first sack last week. Now he plays if he's playing Jarwin. He's playing the nose. Yeah. If Malik's playing the nose, you know the numbers are harder to get to. I right. think than you're playing that under tackle. Guy, I was going to say is Randy Gregory. If okay. you look what he's done the last two games, uh, I think he had 40 snaps. I wrote about this yesterday. He had five quarterback pressures against yeah, there Houston. You go. There you go. Then he only played 17 snaps last week with uh, you know kind of a knee issue. Yeah. And gets his first sack and is around the ball more and is kind of playing through stuff. Uh, he showed them something the last couple games. Now, can he continue to be consistent with it? But that is encouraging these last couple games that he's played. You you still you're, you're you're with your receiver though, Mickey. I'm gonna stay I, with him. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't disagree with you, dude. I think he's the dude. He's he's the most. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever duded you. I think in 15 me. years. He's uh, he might be the most explosive receiver on this team, just in terms of pure ability to if, separate down the field. You know the 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 previous game you mentioned, Houston. He had four solo tackles, three assisted tackles, so seven total. Randy, and you're talking about here. Five quarterback yeah. pressures. Five. Yeah. And this this last game, uh, I, I don't have it, but he played 17 snaps and had, uh, you know, a couple, oh no, he, he a couple I was, I was confusing him with Irving. He had three tackles, two for loss. He yeah. had the sack, and he had three or four quarterback hits. So not bad for no. 17 snaps. I was just kind of thinking like him. I think it was going to be one of those defensive ends. Him, Taco. Yeah. Maybe, like you said, David Irving, you know, yep. could you know, be a part of that. You know uh, who's starting to flash in more plays is Xavier Woods. And I'm not saying go. it because there of his go. interception. No, there you go. Because that was an overthrow and yeah. it was basically thrown up for grabs. I don't disagree but with you on start, that. You're starting to see 25 closer to the ball, especially when the ball's going downfield. Yeah, he he got he he's 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 funny. He's taken a, that Houston game kind of clicked something for him as far as taking a run at some of those offensive players. You know the. With Watson's running the sidelines, he's running over there. He bang, he's banging in the guy's stuff. I was thinking, oh, okay, something's happened here. You know, Chris Richard said something to him, got him kind of going. You know, now he's trying to he's trying to light some people up. He got that big hit in the game. It got a penalty. I don't know how. I don't know how you avoid that penalty. You can't because you either, you either let, let him catch it, let him or catch you, it. or you or you get the penalty. Yep, can't let, can't, can't let him catch, catch it. Can't let him catch it for sure. So, okay, uh, you got a time for another one, Rob? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Um, describe Connor Williams' rookie season in one word. Hmm. Else, can I say mine? Yeah. Go ahead. I went the word encouraging. Okay. And I know, and I went encouraging because I feel like I've seen him getting better each week. I feel like I'm seeing him. You know, I was worried about him in this Jacksonville game of them sliding that. Clayus Campbell down inside. I worried about Malik Jackson. You know, I, I didn't hear a lot from those guys. And a lot had to do with, with what the tackles were doing. But Connor Williams, I don't think he's, you know, maybe early we thought, okay, a little bit of a liability with the power and the strength and all that. But I'm encouraged by his, the way he's played so far. 
I really am. And I, and this week, again, we'll talk about it. It won't be easy with Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen and those guys. I mean, those are two big war daddy-type defensive tackles. But I'm encouraged by Connor Williams, what I've seen with him pulling, the pass protection, the things like that. He had a pull block uh, to get Zeke free on the right side, captured the edge. I can't remember. I think it was maybe first half. Yeah. It was just the athleticism. Super impressive. Maybe that's, that's the word. And athleticism. Well, that's yeah. the that's the first thing you notice about him. I I might say battling. Yeah. You know, because like we've talked about it, he's faced some guys that are just stronger than him. Right. But he's he doesn't back down from it. And right. it, again, it may take him a year to build that strength up. But he hasn't backed down from challenges, and it hasn't been perfect. But he's been yeah. solid. I worried about him too with no Travis Frederick. Yeah. That's where I because I thought okay, at least Travis Frederick will help him. You know. Because Travis Frederick's capable of doing that. Travis Frederick is, was capable of knowing his assignments, knowing your assignments, and executing both your assignments. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, his assignments and your assignments. So, you know, with Joe, I was worried about Joe just having to worry about his own assignments and trying to execute those. But I think that I think that Connor Williams and some one-on-one -on -one stuff has actually been pretty good. He gets a break this week because they cut Ziggy Hood. They did yeah. do that yesterday, huh? Yeah. Redskins? Yeah. He yeah, was a backup, but yeah, you know, it's, that's because Jonathan Allen and yeah, those Darren guys. Payne are pretty darn good. Yeah, they are. I've got a – I'm going to have to use a compound word that I'm going to make up, okay? <laughs> uh, okay. Because this is the first thing it's that okay. came to my mind. Arrow up. Arrow up. Arrow up. There we go. With a hyphen. Yes. Yeah. One word. Or we could make it one word if we want. <laughs> I would write it that way, and that yellow line or that red line would come underneath it. That would. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah right. Like, get that red line get off that, of my copy. How do you, okay, hyphen that. No, when I, but the, when I make up words, I get tired when I see that. Yeah. But, do you, but you're saying arrow up because you're yeah, encouraged by I'm what encouraged. you're saying. I think yeah. the more he plays, the better he gets, and I think they're figuring out ways to use him where he's more productive. On the move. He's awfully darn good on the move. And, and and when you got two guards like that, let's let's get back to the Packers student. You know, yeah. Let's do the, the Lombardi sweep. Lombardi sweep. Student let's, body right. USC. Student body right. Yeah. Let's go. That's that's nothing wrong with that. You want to hit one more before one, break? one more for the break. If All right. you could. Do you see the the bubble bursting for Brett Mahar? Mahar. How do I say his name? Maher. 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 Yeah. Brett Maher. Well, I hope I didn't. Do you see the bubble bursting for Brett Maher? I hope I didn't jinx him yesterday because I wrote about how, you know, if we're going to rip the Cowboys front office for, all right, tight end, receiver, yeah. maybe they didn't project well enough there. Yeah. You can argue that if you want. Um, for now, they nailed this decision because this guy has been absolute money. Yeah. I went back and looked at it. Uh, Dan Bailey, I think, had a stretch of 22 consecutive field goals back in 2013, and he made 18 a few years ago in a row. This guy's at 15 and counting, you hope. Um, and they've been pretty much down the middle. Yeah. I mean, they've There's been There's a couple perfect. of where he's like, I'm like, it's a miss. Oh, it's good. A couple, couple <laughs> hooks, but yeah, yeah he's yeah. been um, as steady as you could ask for. This will be a pretty good test for him. Yeah, chopped uh, up field, grass, outdoors. You don't yeah. know what the wind's going to be doing, right. and then you start thinking, because, you know, really, when he the first one he missed had a little bit to do with the wind. Right. You know, it, it was outdoors, kind of too. Drifted it on outside grass. Yeah. on grass. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a, a, a different story, but uh, it, it is bubble bursting, meaning he misses one. I'm just saying. He, I'm just saying. Is he does the bubble bursting? Because he continue Rob, on. Rob this? heard me when yeah. we, we, we were in Houston. I said, he, I mean, he's due to miss one, right? right. He's going to miss one. Yeah, and he hasn't. He's, yeah. he's he's reset the bar. The bar was 
way down yeah. here. Yeah. I, there wasn't a bar in preseason. We didn't even know he was a candidate, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So what's, he, now it's what's high. he made now? 50, is it 15, 15 or 16? 16, 15 right? in a row. So that percentage has got to be in the 90% range? Yeah. I think he's leading the NFC in – or he's one of the top in scoring, if I'm not mistaken. If you keep this up, you're in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, uh, you know, in the AFC, Justin Tucker's going to make it. I just don't, I don't see the guy failing. I really don't. Maybe that. Maybe I'm totally jinxing him here, but I just don't see it. But Mickey's right. Uh, again, looking at tape, the field is chopped up. When you guys walk the field on Sunday, you're going to see a chopped up field. You know, you're gonna no telling what the wind, the weather conditions are gonna be. Anybody look at that? I know Mickey loves to look at the. I haven't. At least too early for that. Too early for that. I don't have to pack. But how many times? I mean, last year you guys played a driving rainstorm in that game. So who knows with the weather that's all here is heading that way or towards that way. So yeah, I I just I feel kind of feel like that. uh, You know, I don't think it will for this guy. He's 15 of 16. It's nine. 38 so yeah. nine, 93 almost 94 uh, percent there's a couple guys that are uh, eight of eight oh they they've messed this thing up yep. one guy's 16 of 17 and they've got him at 1000 percent yeah, it's not really one percent, is yeah. it? Welcome to the league. Uh, yeah. So, it's in the immortal words of Bill Parcells, "One wrong, all wrong." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Bill used to tell me. I'd hand him something, he goes, "That's not right." I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "One wrong, all wrong." And I'm like, "Okay." Actually, that was my thinking when I, you know, back in the day editing copy. Oh yeah. If you make a fact mistake here, yeah. how do I believe? Yeah. How do you believe the other ones? You sure. Did. Yeah. You can't so, do it. But the facts are, this kid's kicking. But he's going to miss yeah. one. I don't yeah. think the bubble bursts, and I think he seems too strong mentally to go downhill. Well, yeah. I mean. We thought that about this Bailey. Was, this was an incredible too, risk that they took. It, unbelievable and, and, risk. And halfway through, it's it's paying off for him. Now, yeah, Bailey like, was a little different circumstance. He yeah. got hurt. He got hurt. I'm, I'm not saying he's mentally weak, and he but may I'm have come he, back too soon. He, that's 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 a fair. It, point. For him, it was like a golf swing. It just kind of went south like for tiger woods not winning for five years yeah well, kind of <laughs> yeah. i mean and just, i think it was a carryover into the off season yeah and one of the reasons why they brought this guy in um he could punt and he can kick save and a leg. Give everybody a break yeah. during training camp and then i just don't think they 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 got scared of sort of the mental nature of Bailey in training camp because he didn't kick. That's poorly. exactly right. And they he, also saw this kid not miss. Yeah, yeah. So that's another thing. And then they I looked mean, at the salaries missed, and said, "Hmm." He didn't make hmm. everyone. I remember. I remember a couple ugly kicks he oh, had yeah, early. Yeah. Right? Sure, he and missed like, one in preseason okay. too. Yeah, yeah. but but San Francisco. Yeah, he settled down, and then it was like, yeah, he's he's making everything, and yeah. you know, and I and and part of me thought in the game. Uh, Sunday, that at the end when they kicked a fifty-five yarder, uh-huh. they, they didn't need to do that, right? But I think they thought, you know what? Let's give it, him some confidence. Just, yeah, send him out there. Yeah. And, you know, let's see what he can do from fifty-five yeah. in a game. All right, let's, and he nailed it. Yeah. He has nailed it. Ten games to go, long way to go, but he is playing extremely well right now. Let's take our final break. When we come back, I've got a specific question for you guys about this Redskins defense next on Talking Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... 
Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Do you guys want to do what the pros do? Do you want to do what we do? You need to go get you some Jack Black. It's the best stuff that we have found here over the last couple years. And special offer, the JB Faves. You get your four favorite Get Jack Black products what? For ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars shipping, mm-hmm. and all you got to do is use the promo code Cowboys. Go to getjackblack.com. Very good, Mick. Bill Jones voice there at the end. Yeah, yeah, yes. little, little yes. girl in there. By the way, real quickly, I don't have the liner, and and I'm not Bill Jones, but check out Kaboo, Texas. Yeah, May 10th through 12th. Out at AT&T Stadium, not just a music festival. Got something for everybody. Got great cuisine, got art exhibits, you got everything. Should be outstanding. Somebody stole that, too? Yeah. Yeah. They better quit taking our stuff. Uh, I don't know who they is, but yeah, the, we'll, we well, got a camera on this. this you, you, you realize we're first, and there's like three shows <laughs> after us sometimes. No, no liners we're here. Gonna, we're going to tie it down right, right there. there. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. All right, we only got a few minutes left in the show. How'd if you that got, happen? <laughs> a lot of a lot of Redskin well, talk today. Harvey Martin talk. <laughs> Harvey <laughs> Martin and Martin. Reese, and yeah. yeah, it's Harvey Martin week. Yeah, there we go. Memorial week. We might have time to squeeze in a phone call at the end if you guys want to call in. 888-855-2297 is the number. I wanted to touch quickly on the Redskins defense because yeah. we saw this renaissance from the Cowboys offense on Sunday against Jacksonville. Forty points. 
just nobody saw that coming. Now they face a Redskins defense, guys, that against the run just shut down the best uh, running attack in the NFL through five weeks, Carolina. 81 yards. And what's interesting to me about it, guys, is the read option that we've seen already head-to-head, Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey. Number one, you see the Cowboys trying that more and actually continuing what we saw with Dak running more. And two, is this a bad matchup given with the way the Redskins handled that this past Sunday? Yeah, you know, I, I went back and I did get to see the Carolina game. I didn't know if anybody else did. I did. I, I did. Think, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it, they. It was. I don't think that the Carolina was totally committed to doing it. Well, they, who was? Yeah, who I, was running the ball for him? Yeah, McCaffrey. Well, well, McCaffrey was trying to run it, but they. I don't think they. Like it looked like to me, they came into the game trying to throw the ball initially and they and they got but they got behind in this game they did in the fourth they, they quarter got, they 20 got 20 to 9 yeah they got yeah. they got behind and all of a sudden we talk about oh if you can make somebody one-dimensional you know in carolina when carolina can't play either tied or with a lead cam newton's really not interested in running all that much you know i mean i mean they've got to have that they've got to have that as part of their their package when they get behind then all of a sudden it turns into okay we got to throw the ball I think Dallas will be more committed to trying to do some of the stuff, the read option stuff, the RPO stuff. I, 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 it's what makes it difficult is when we talked about this. Where, where I mentioned, you know, with Jonathan Allen, they, they made a big time commitment, seventeenth overall pick. I had him as a top five guy, you know, in the in the draft coming out when he did in two thousand seventeen. Had some shoulder issues that maybe dropped him down the board a little bit to, you know, but he only played yeah, five games yeah, last year. Yeah. I think. This Deron Payne, I mean, Preston Smith, you know, Ryan Kerrigan, they've got guys that they've got power, but you got Preston Smith and you got Kerrigan. And what those guys can do is they run and they, you know, but you could take advantage of them a little bit with the ability because they're going to chase. I mean, they're going to chase. So if you do get them chasing the ball inside, well, maybe you can bounce it because the way the Redskins like to play it is when they when they chase inside, they'll have those linebackers scrape over the top. Mm-hmm. So that's where if you can, you know, you can, and that's where we saw the Cowboys have some success last week is as fast as Jacksonville's linebackers were, they were able to get bodies up onto those guys and then make it difficult for them to have to make a play. So I don't really know how committed Carolina was to run in the football because I felt like they got behind in that game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it, it became uh, you know, Green Bay and I watched that game. That didn't even they didn't even try and run. The Saints just the Saints just demoralized them the way, you know, the Drew Brees was throwing the football. So they they haven't allowed a hundred yard rush right, right, but maybe it's right. a little misleading. McCaffrey yeah. had twenty yards on eight carries. He had and he, he ripped off two like eight yard runs on the first drive of the game. And after yeah. that had nothing. I just noticed when they did run the RPO, they were crashing in on him. Yeah. And I, it makes me think, and I, I don't know how much the Cowboys will use that, but they're going to commit bodies to Zeke and try to stop him. Yeah, they know, know. They know that's to, their survival defensively depends on that. Now, this is a secondary that, that has Josh Norman, and they have, you know, they have a young guy named Quentin Dunbar, who you, you could read about today. He's my, one of my under-the-radar guys. He gets a lot of play because people don't want to attack Josh Norman, but I don't think I would go away. Like last week we talked about Jalen Ramsey and what he was able to do. I don't think you go away from Josh Norman. 
I, I really don't. I, 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 I think Josh Norman, especially now they're playing just a ton of zone coverage here. So, okay, how do you find ways? And he's going to sit on one side of the field. He's not going to move around and, you know, and, and travel with guys. I mean, I haven't seen that so far. I don't expect him to travel with Cole Beasley. And then that means that Fabian Moreau, who they drafted in the, in the uh, third round in the 17 draft from UCLA, is your nickel player. So I, I just feel like, though, that I would not be afraid to go after Josh Norman. I think Josh Norman, I'm not saying his better days were, are gone, but I don't think Josh Norman is this, oh, my God, we got to stay away from you guy. Mm. I think that you know. I think there's some things you can do to Josh Norman that will that can you could take advantage of him, and and I think you could take advantage of this Quentin Dunbar with some double move stuff. He's okay. really anxious about you know getting in there, but to the Cowboys' game plan, yeah, Zeke, read option, RPO, waggles, boots, throw the ball down the field to Michael Gallup if you can, because I I see those are opportunities down there. Two points. They got off. To a the Redskins got off to a seventeen to nothing lead. That, that was huge. Carolina only ran the ball eighteen times. Yeah, and their uh, best run was an end around by Moore. Is that DJ Moore? DJ Moore. Yeah, he had an eighteen yard run. Cam ran the ball nine times for 43 yards. That's almost five yards a carry. A lot of those, yeah. he just had to keep it because they weren't going to let McCaffrey okay, get the ball. Okay, so I'll take that. Yeah, They only ran it 18 times. They had 81 yards. Uh, so, no, they, and then the Saints didn't try to run it. They didn't need to run against him. Right. They, they just passed. Yeah. Uh, second point, um, I saw headlines about Josh Norman's back. He had an interception, forced a fumble. Right. I could have intercepted that ball. Yeah, the you're ball, right. You're right. Was, yeah. Cam Newton was hit when he threw the ball and yeah. it fluttered up like a duck. Yeah. And it went right to him. And and the darn thing about it was if Cam Newton's arm didn't get hit, his guy was behind him. They it were was behind him. Be yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. Safety so was I'm laid buying over. This, 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 you know, he's starting to talk a better game. <laughs> he played so bad against New Orleans, they benched him. Well, yeah. he apparently he had a locker room thing at halftime with Gruden. Yeah, well, and that that okay, was that well, led to the benching. Go, That's the report. Go, go sit down. He did yeah. give up two touchdown passes in that yeah, game. So, I think. Yeah, so you know, I mean, they've got some guys up front, but I think you know it's another three-four defense. Yeah, got to those block defensive them. ends yeah. play. Yeah, got to block them. You got to make sure these guys are. You know, I mean, the thing that I always am concerned about is the inside power. You know, when you got Looney and you got Connor, but you know, so far so good. These guys have held, have held up. Well, I, uh, I, I think you're going to have to continue. Ryan Kerrigan is one of those guys. I think he's one of the most underappreciated players in the league because he, he's a, he's a, he is always going after the ball. He is always trying to make plays. He hustles. His effort is tremendous. He plays on a football team that's been up and down, so he hasn't got the credit. But you have to, you have to make sure that you finish him off as a blocker. You can't let him kind of hang around, hang around. If they're moving around in the pocket, he's one of those guys that gets sacks if there's four seconds in the pocket mm-hmm. because he's just going to keep going and going and going, and then the tackle is going to lose leverage, and and then next thing you know, he's got a sack. So you got to make and, and Preston Smith, you know, is a you know, from Mississippi State. You know, he he's another a, a good player, second round pick in the 2015 draft. I'll tell you what, I, I really like him a lot too. I, they've got a couple of goes good. Uh, those good outside linebackers with Smith and then 
and then with Kerrigan and, and, and then those big inside guys. So it's a good defense up front that way. Preston Smith's given him trouble before. He has. Yeah. So he's, he's a long-rangey, yeah, long-rangey guy. All right, let's go to Redskin country before we get out of here. Oh. Sean in Maryland. Hey Finish, guys, finish this up for uh, us. Great win with the, uh, against the, uh, the Jaguars. Loved what Dak finally did with that offense. But I'm, like, super excited about this defense. Um, Why? What, what, what makes you excited about the defense, oh, sir? Yeah. Because uh, the secondary, the linebackers, but especially this line. Okay. Um, and that's where my question is. We know what D-Law and David Irvin is going to bring if they stay healthy at the end of the year. But if Lawrence Armstrong and Randy Gregory, if, if they progress like they have been game by game and along with Millie Collins, do you think this is a defense that can make a run like the Giants did and the, and the Broncos did in years ago? All right, Super Bowl run? Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like just, I haven't seen a defensive line like this um, ever with the Cowboys, and I'm I'm going back to like Charles Haley days. I and mean, we had Charles Haley, and I don't know if we had had Leon Ledwin after the quarterback, but I see this D line. I I see a line that everyone can go after the quarterback, yeah. and uh, you know I hope that's the case by the end of the year. You know what he said, and thank you. When for you call. guys were, we, it was earlier. I don't know how we were talking about the defensive line and the different guys. And I was thinking, you remember when Jerry Jones said this might be the most talented yeah. defensive front we've had? And I don't know if he meant in his time or whatever. And everybody was like, ah, ha, 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 yeah. that's Jerry over-talking again and exaggerating and, you know, like he, he had amnesia or something. Well, you know what? Get What we saw last week, if it's just a glimpse – of having Malik Collins out there, David Irving out there, Gregory Lawrence, uh, and the caller even mentioned Armstrong and Tacos playing better. Yeah. It, it, you know, that now they've got to make sure they're good against the run, that they don't get this thing in their eye, in their head that, oh, we the hot boys, and all we got to do is go get sacks. Yeah. You better stop the run first, uh, which Marinelli reminds them of every day. But yeah. if they do that, they got the ability to put pressure on the quarterback from – Across the board. Yeah, if you had an offense that could score consistently, like they'd like, be even better. Yeah, like if you had to do like what the Redskins did the other day and you get up seventeen nothing, you know, like, well you saw it off, or you, like what they did uh, against the last Jacksonville. Week, the Jacksonville. Yeah, all of a sudden that defense becomes a lot better when when you all of a sudden you're playing behind the lead. Those sacks started piling up Absolutely. in the second half. Absolutely, the pressure right. the sacks. Yeah, Sean, thanks for the call. We got to get out of here, guys. Good show, good discussion. Uh, Bill will be back tomorrow, and we'll continue breaking down Cowboys Redskins. I told Redskins. him to finish that show in time to join us. He's a busy, busy man, and so is Kent Garrison. Thanks for producing. We'll see you guys on Thursday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!